Production. Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 422. My name is Eric Nelson. With me today, I have my old co-host, Corey Romero. Corey, how are you doing? Doing well, Eric. Great. Oh, good, good. We get a little bit of winter coming back. We do not have... Uh, John White to give us the Bay Report, but uh, it is it has been chilly this last week, so a little bit of winter snapping back with us. Today is Wednesday, February 14th, 2018. On the show today, Valentine's Day. Don't it is Valentine's oh, Day. Day. You got to mention that. Sorry, that is true. And we we did we did get the phrase, "Hey, me and my wife went down to the Walmart and exchanged cards in the in the aisles." I thought that was a pretty pretty good line this morning. So. <laughs> Okay. My bar is very set very low. Uh, on the show today, we are going to cover Mobile World Congress. VMware is going to have a pretty big uh, booth there. We have uh, Honoré, and I don't know her last name, so when we have Honoré on, we'll get her to tell us her last name. Um, and she is on the call, but we'll, we'll do the news first. And once we get through the news, uh, Honoré is the vice president of NFV. Uh, and so it's, it's always good to hear about the, the cool stuff that we're doing with NFV and the mobile, mobile World Congress is bigger than ever, and we're going to have a pretty big footprint there. So if you're going to get to that event uh, next week, um, I think it'll be something that's uh, worth your while. So, um, so let's get to the news first, and then we'll move on to um, Mobile World Congress. So first off, uh, we acquired a new company, I guess, uh, Cloud Corio. Today. So that was announced in the news. So uh, if you're looking at the news feeds on social, you'll see we acquired Cloud Corio. So still making a movement in the cloud business. Pretty cool. Um, nice to see that. Um, we have uh, VMware PKS, uh, Pivotal Container Service. Uh, it, it got a great blog out on that. So if you're interested in that, there's uh, blogs.vmware.cloud.com slash cloudnative. Uh, you can go look that blog up and read about that. Um, what else is in the news? Call for Papers. Uh, call for Papers mm-hmm. yep. is now open. So uh, you want to get your paper in, it's now open. Go to VMworld.com and uh, submit your paper requests. Uh, that is now live and ready to go. So good for that. Uh, I know that the Pete Brownback Call for Papers is going to go out as well. So I'm looking for a lot of great subjects this year at VMworld. So you can go get your paper submissions in. There is a VMware cloud briefing on 3, 7, 8 a.m. If you're interested in a briefing, uh, you could win an $800 AWS credit. Um, and so uh, that's at cloud.vmware.com slash cloud briefing. So if you want to learn about cloud briefing, uh, it's on March 7th at 8 a.m. You can go register for that. So that's what I've got. Corey, you got anything in the news? Life goes you know, on. I don't. Yeah, we're still doing uh, V-Expert voting, so still going through that. Other than that, I really don't have anything in the news until we're wrapped up with the, the voting. Great, great, great. And I think we have a V-Expert joining us at the, in, at the roundtable uh, right now. Uh, so we're going to get him mic'd up as well before we, we get to Honoré. So, George, George, welcome to the show. You should be on the mic now. Say hi. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, You're very in- happy to be here. Uh, yeah. I'm actually visiting for the new employee learning experience Oh, very uh, nice. this week, so very excited to be here. Yeah, nice to have you. Um, you know, we, we just always have a roundtable in prom every Wednesday doing this, and so awesome. you can uh, look out. Maybe we'll get you on the live stream as well, so we've got right. people watching in live stream. Um, 
And you're uh, you've been uh, you've been in in training. It looks like you're a new hire training, which means we must have finally gotten you a job. Exactly. So I've been uh, in the community, participating in the community for a couple of years. Uh, got engaged after uh, being enrolled 2016. Got to meet a lot of great people, and then actually that was what opened the door for me to get this job. Back in summer last year, I had somebody uh, share this position at that position uh, down in Virginia with me and I I applied for it and I was uh, very fortunate enough to, to get the position so I've been here for almost six months do, do we pronounce your names George and how do you say how do you pronounce you your names you can pronounce it George that's fine All right. Jorge. Jorge George and Torres yes sir last night what's your Twitter handle uh, so I'm at uh, J underscore K-O-L-K-E-S okay great all right if you, if you want to get that again, just uh, rewind the tape and listen again. That's a, it's a great <laughs> report. So welcome to the welcome to the podcast show. Uh, great Thank to have you. you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do the show, but feel to ch- feel free to chime in and ask what is your role here. So I joined VMware as a technical account manager. Okay. Uh, it's a dedicated account down in Virginia, and um, so I'm very excited, learning a lot, uh, learning about the culture and values of the company, and um. A lot of, very, lot of very proud and happy. It's yeah. just an amazing. Yeah, a lot of great, great, great products, great offerings, expansion yeah. into different markets now with uh, NFV and NSX and vSAN yep. and then cloud as well. So it's a good time to be at VMware. I, I always say, oh, wow, if I was an account rep, I would have really done really well through like 2005 through 2015. I always go, have we peaked? But really, if you look at our product mix, we still have a really strong product mix. We're growing in different markets. So should be a good time to be an account rep. Definitely yes. Uh, like I said, so this year, this week, I'm here learning uh, all the you know new processes for our our roles, and uh, it's been amazing. Great, great. All right, well, cool. Um, all right, well, moving on to the the main subject of the show, which is Mobile World Congress, and we do have Honoré on the show. Honoré, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's great to have you. Great, great to have you on your show. And there's just a, a lot of uh, exciting things going on with Mobile World Congress. But before we get to Mobile World Congress, maybe we can let our community audience know uh, who are you, uh, what do you do in uh, the VMware ecosystem, how long have you been doing it, uh, and then we'll get into kind of the telco market and, and so forth. But why don't you just give us a little bit of exposure to who you are and what you do? Sure. Thank you, Eric. Um, so Lubberdet is my last name, Honoré Lubberdet. Um, okay. And that's a, oftentimes it's a mouthful, but once you learn it, um, typically people rarely forget it. Um, yeah, it's so. actually pretty easy. It's pretty easy compared to looking at the spelling and trying to figure out what the pronunciation would actually <laughs> be. Right. Yeah. Um, and I I lead uh, VMware's um, market development for our telco NFE business group and business unit. Uh, I've been at VMware for eight years. And I've been in this current role for the past three and a half years. I actually joined Shekhar's team to help him build and uh, develop the market for VMware's uh, what we now call our telco distributed cloud, but to build uh, uh, market adoption and market share for VMware in the telco entity space. Nice, nice. And uh, in, before you came to VMware, you, you sound like you've been in the industry for a while, and you are a woman. So maybe give us a little history of how you ended up in in the in the tech world to begin with as a woman, and how has that been for you? Well, I'd like to tell you that it was by design, Eric, but it really wasn't. Um, I started my career with AT and T, uh, and I was in the market development group at AT and T. 
and uh, have basically followed the technology industry through that first opportunity that AT&T afforded me. Over the course of my career, I've either sold and marketed for and with or to uh, service providers and communication, uh, telecommunication companies um, throughout the course of my career. Um, I uh, started in Denver, and uh, I uh, had an opportunity to uh, join AT&T, and as I said, it really wasn't by design. It was uh, my first job out of college, and I was just very fortunate because it was a great opportunity and a great learning ground, right, for both the technology space as well as the domain expertise that I've developed over the years in terms of developing markets uh, in particular verticals. In my, uh, my primary focus in this role at VMware really is to work with CSPs to help them gain first mover advantage in innovation, and particularly in helping them get to market more quickly with new services. And uh, that's you know, the primary yep. focus of what we're going to be talking about in terms of what VMware is going to be showcasing at Mobile World Congress. So before we get into that, I just got to throw back to AT&T Lands and then Bell Labs and going ticking back the way back clock, clock to Unix and uh, you know and 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 all the telco technology. If you really look at Linux and Unix and you know you tick back to OS technology, it all actually started. You know it started probably at IBM and Defense Department, but the big uh, commercial movements that opened up from the IBM mainframe market was the telco business, right? AT&T Bell Labs basically built Unix, right? And and it was the first first open source available operating system that you could run on multiple platforms. And it was all for telco. It was all for built out large, you know, telephone networks, which then transitioned to basically the, the fundamental building blocks of the internet and TCP IP, right? And so the long history of telcos being in the technology market, a lot of people don't understand that most of the networking and communication and everything that computers do now with the internet was all funded on the, the basis of telco market and telco companies building communication networks to, to run phone systems and to run communications. Which So it's really interesting that you come from there and that makes sense. Um, and uh, it's exciting to, to see this market uh, resurge in the, in the computer industry in general. So neat stuff. Well, it, that's exactly right. And I often say that, you know, uh, the telecommunications industry was the first cloud, right? <laughs> to your point about the technology, oftentimes uh, people think about telecommunications as a utility or as the plumbing and the piping inside of um, all of the uh, really cool stuff that we get to do on the Internet uh, in, uh, in our jobs every day, right, and all of the mobile applications and access we have to mobile data. Um, but much of the technology that we all enjoy today was actually spawned out of Bell Labs. So you're absolutely right. It's yeah. been uh, it's been a it's it's been a fascinating evolution, and uh, when, I think that yeah, in, in in looking at you know where they are today, I think it's an interesting uh, juncture for the telecommunication companies today. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that you know when we talk about what we're going to be doing at Mobile World Congress. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And just to loop back a little bit, uh, Shekhar was on our on our show. It was podcast number 417. If you missed it, uh, audience members, this this was a great show uh, where Shekhar took us through kind of the three main cloud networks that we see. And most of us knew know of the two cloud networks, private and public, right? And that's, you know, everybody runs a private cloud environment now in their data center with FDDC. And then you know, as, as AWS and some of the big cloud providers started entering the market and, and we now have the public cloud and now we have the hybrid cloud, which is all 
be like the two cloud thing. And then Shekhar came in on podcast 417 and explained the concepts of the distributed cloud or really the 5G telco cloud, as, as we want to call it, where the telco businesses are getting back into the cloud business because uh, because of 5G and the fact that you know you have enough network capacity now that you can put you know cloud services right out on the edge of the cloud, right? And and that in a sense is a is a is the next generation cloud or you know that third cloud offering that the telcos are actually you know starting to get in put in place. And so I guess that's uh, where uh, VMware comes into this space a little bit of you know we we're we're in this space we we bought Velo Cloud. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about how we're participating in now this third cloud market. Do you, can you give us a little bit of the high-level strategy around VMware's offerings here? Sure. I think to appreciate VMware's offerings in our technology, um, it, it, there's, a fundamental, there's a need to fundamentally understand the challenge that the, the telcos face today or the CSPs face today in contrast to what you highlighted in terms of the evolution of their technology and their innovation. Um, the CSPs today are being challenged by non-traditional disruptors um, that have emerged in what you call, Shekhar called, we refer to as the new cloud economy, right? And in order to stay relevant in this new environment, the CSPs must take cost out of that existing infrastructure that we've all enjoyed for the last, you know, 50, 100 years. And, they, in, and in parallel, they have to offer new value-driven services based on content that's going to ensure customer loyalty and a positive customer experience. So our strategy to enable our CSPs to be able to accomplish that and participate in the new cloud economy is basically anchored on the desire to ensure that they can take costs out of the infrastructure and that they can deliver new services um, much more quickly at a much higher value. Uh, what Shekhar talked about, um, he referenced it as the third cloud, and I, I think you highlighted all of the elements of those three clouds. We often hear everybody's very familiar with the private cloud, right? And I think now most uh, people are familiar with the public cloud, right? Which has been a very rapidly adopted um, a solution in the marketplace today. Um, what we refer to as the third cloud is basically the distributed clouds for 5G or the telco cloud. And that's designed fundamentally to allow our telco customers to participate in a much broader a cloud economy in terms of the types of services that they can offer to both their enterprise and their consumer customers. Um, that strategy is anchored on what we call our vCloud for NFE platform. And our vCloud for NFE platform offers all of the technology and financial value of the software-defined digital transformation in the infrastructure of the telco um, uh, network. Um, so where we have been software-defining the private cloud for our telco customers for many years, we're now working with them to software-define their network operations and network services infrastructure with vCloud for NFV. And we extend that capability by giving them uh, the capability to be able to uh, move workloads from the private cloud to the private cloud or to the telco cloud. And that really is, I think, the third component or third key pillar of what's required for them to participate in uh, this new cloud economy, as we call it. The recent acquisition of VeloCloud gives us the opportunity to now extend that out to the edge and all the way out to the end user uh, with new services like IoT. 
Um, with the VeloCloud SD-WAN technology, um, our telco customers can participate in either uh, delivering SD-WAN types of services to the enterprise customer across this platform and, ac and across this cloud-delivered service, or they can adopt it internally as a virtual network function in the core of their infrastructure running on our vCloud for NFE platform. And, and we're not stopping there. I mean, you know, fundamentally, we went in with a really strong value proposition around software defining the infrastructure for network services. We're now extending it to provide capabilities of a hybrid cloud exchange so that workloads can be moved between private, public, and the telco distributed cloud. And then extending that out to the edge and ultimately to where the applications are actually uh, being used by either the enterprise customer or the consumer customer. Makes sense, and that we have some really good examples of that by bank bank systems, where you just have to build a whole network out to these bank branches. And now, with with the you know building out that mobile cloud, uh, you don't you don't actually have to put you know you can just put you know in in state devices and then connect it through this wide area network uh, on you know and then drive those services through uh, service providers directly into the branches without having to have you know, a dedicated network, a dedicated uh, infrastructure at each one of these branches, which then, you know, that can be replicated across all, a bunch of different industries that have, you know, mobile offices, remote offices, um, that, that, that really applies. So it's a, it's a, it's a big, uh, you know, transformative uh, architecture that, that we're, you know, see happening there. Um, yeah, before who, we, who, I'm sorry, yeah, who, better that, who better to do, to do that than the companies that own the infrastructure up to the last mile, right? So if we think about, the telecommunications uh, industry with the um, uh, the uh, operating the central offices that they have and and the, the facilities that they have that extend all the way to the last mile to the customer, they really are in an excellent position to offer what I call micro cloud types of services that are at that distributed distributed edge, right? And they can either right. do that over fixed wire, fixed wire lines, or they can do that over the mobile network, as you suggest, right? The, it, it can be virtual. Yeah, that's right. So before we move on, uh, George, uh, you're, you're, you're here in the studio, so I've got to loop you in just because you're, you're here. Sure. Um, you, you're out in the field. Uh, where do you see a balance? Do you see a balance on networking? Do you see that kind of activity picking up, um, you know, over the last year or two? Well, actually, the field? so I've been, I, I ha in my previous position, we were not uh, part of any of Outside of the uh, internal cloud, we were not involved okay. in any of that. And in, in the last five months of the time, uh, actually, I'm a dedicated time for a cloud provider. So okay. I've been learning a lot about their business. And as far as this new uh, channel or way of uh, extending WANGs, uh, I did learn about the, the use cases for Velo Cloud, how it can be deployed to like sites and um, uh, Oil rigs or something yeah, places right. that are remotely. So I think it's very interesting uh, and it should allow to 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 grow. Yeah. So out on the field, you are getting exposed to it, and you they are starting to teach, I, I, teach you heard, a little bit about that. Right. I've that heard segment. of the use cases, but I haven't right. been involved, involved in any them. of deployment or uh, Neat. use. Neat. Right. Okay. Great. Honore. So uh, t turning to now Mobile World Congress. So obviously, you know, we have a footprint. Uh, we've had a footprint at Mobile World Congress for the last few years. Maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, what we've had in the past, uh, what the industry, what what is the size of the event, what is the event like, who are the big players. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Mobile World Congress? Sure. Um, so for those who may not be familiar with Mobile World Congress, 
It's the world's largest gathering for the mobile industry. And it's being held this year, February 26th through March the 1st, in what they refer to as the Mobile World Capital or Barcelona. Um, so VMware has participated. This is our third year in participating in Mobile World Congress. And with each year, uh, we have the opportunity to uh, broaden our participation in the show. And uh, we're very much looking forward to showcasing the technology that underpins uh, our third cloud or our telco distributed cloud strategy. Nice, nice. Um, I, I just throw out random questions here. You know, you don't you don't have to answer them because we're not we're not. This is not a script or anything. So, um, <laughs> do you see our footprint changing as you know we were acquired by Dell? Does Dell actually show up to to any of this event as well, or are Dell partners? Um, what's the exposure to the rest of our Dell in, in ecosystem to this event? Oh, well, so Dell actually has partnered with us in the booth for uh, two years now. This is the second year that we'll be sharing the booth with Dell. Um, we have a what we call a Better Together initiative where our VMware team works very closely with the Dell team that focuses on the CSP space up to and including developing um, integrated solutions uh, and applications for our CSP customers, everything from infrastructure to IoT. So we're going to be sharing a booth again this year with Dell, and um, they're part of the umbrella um, uh, messaging and technology that we're going to be showcasing to our customers. It's a, it's a great opportunity for both companies because it affords us, you know, of course, a bigger space, um, and it also affords us to show all of what VMware and Dell under the Dell Technologies company umbrella everything that we're bringing to market um, to uh, enable our CSP customers. Okay. I'm going to throw a question over to Corey Romero, so get him off mute if I can. And then uh, I'm going to ask him about, uh, we do have the, the NSX, the expert program now that runs, that has maybe 130 plus of the experts in it. Uh, with Mobile World Congress coming up, are you seeing uh, more increased blog activity or in general network activity? How many of these guys actually get over uh, get over to Mobile World Congress and then engage in the social channel? You know, for Mobile World Congress, um, oh, it might be a little different this year because we're moving you know, at such a fast pace. Last year, it was really low um, attendance for V-Experts. Uh, I think we had a total of, I think it was like six V-Experts in Mobile World Congress, um, and they weren't that engaged. What I'm seeing different is as we're transitioning, as the industry is, um, I am starting to see more engagement from the V experts, but not necessarily at the Mobile World Congress level yet. Okay. All right. So it's, 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 you're seeing uh, more V experts pick up in the networking space, but you don't see the Mobile World Congress engagement yet. And I guess we'll just have to watch the social channels and see how this plays out uh, it, through the end of the month and uh, right. see if we get more engagement there. Right. Are we doing any kind of uh, any briefings or anything like that? A lot of times we do some of these, you know, NDA briefings. Uh, any activity from the BUs around engaging with the NSX uh, the experts yet? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we have uh, we have um, um, uh, a webinar coming up soon. Uh, we have not scheduled it yet, but we do have um, IM talks with uh, the NSBU, um, so we are building that. Um, we also have a, a second webinar, which is. March 6th, the day before um, our cloud um, announcement. Ah, our, our great. Co sorry, our, 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 our cloud to say webinar. that. 
not sure. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so some cool announcements coming up as well. So that, that'll be good. So back to Honor A. So uh, Mobile World Congress, big event. I would say that uh, maybe if we had it somewhere else it, it, instead of Barcelona, we get more people because we all go to VMworld <laughs> every year for Barcelona. Um, question for you. I have never so, been. So Honor A, does this thing fill up? When we go there, we're always leasing a section of the event. How big is this event compared to like a, you know, VMworld at 13,000 where we, we just go to a section of this, of the conference center. How big is this thing? Well, so first I'd like to comment on uh, Corey's uh, uh, answer to the question about the traffic. Um, you know, VMware uh, is a predominantly an enterprise customer, right? And the majority of our solutions are sold into the enterprise space. So I think most of the, uh, the media, so to speak, or the uh, market activity uh, is centered around enterprise. Uh, Mobile World Congress is unique in that it doesn't really focus on the enterprise space. It focuses on the mobile space and it focuses on the CSP space. And in that regard, it's a huge event. I mean, it, uh, it's probably 10 to 20x of VMworld, and as such, it takes up the entire conference center, the, the, FILA, the FIRA at uh, Barcelona, and most of the facilities in the surrounding areas as well. Um, people come from all over the world, um, mostly those uh, folks who are, uh, have some stakeholder uh, position in what's happening in the mobile marketplace, which we all know is, is very, very significant. So we have everything from the telecommunication companies themselves showcasing there are solutions there to vendors like VMware, uh, software vendors, as well as traditional network equipment providers like the Ericsson's of the world. Um, we're partnering with Intel this year, so you'll see many of VMware's uh, enterprise partners now working with us in the CSP space, uh, IBM, uh, Intel, of course I already mentioned Dell, uh, and we'll also have Many of our customers there are working with us to showcase some of the solutions in the booth as well. So it's a, you know, it's a fairly major event, uh, or it is the major event in the uh, mobile uh, community area. Right. So, so, so what you're saying is it's broad and it has specific niches in industry, whether you're an IT in mobile or whether maybe you're even like a, a gear maker, like a, a, head, a handset maker. Those guys will also be there, so it's kind of just such a big market that there's segments of that market that are represented at that show. Is that what you're trying to indicate? Like yeah. would Apple be talking about the next version of iPhones and that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, gear maker? Yep. Yes. As a matter of fact, it was recently uh, published that Apple was in talks with AT&T about a 5G iPhone. And so while I haven't seen anything that they're going to be showing an IG, a 5G iPhone at Mobile World Congress, I'm anxiously awaiting to see if they will. Right, that makes sense. And uh, and to, to to Corey's point, um, we do segment out into little the experts, and it's a very small sub program that has 130 members. And so we're always just letting people know that this stuff is going on. And if you're a V expert, uh, you should consider some of the network stuff. And and if we get 20 people there next year, that would be awesome, right? Like we're kind of that very very tiny program that that moves experts uh, along a journey. So. Uh, don't feel bad that it, he, he's talking six because uh, that's actually better than 
three, right? Or zero. Dwelling the expert segments. They're very small programs, but uh, we're, we're always encouraging people to pay attention and expand what you, what you learn. Just like uh, George here, right? You know, you, you experience more technology. You're niched into one technology, and then you're, you're, as we as we grow into these markets, you know, there's a lot of learning to, to become the expert. There's a lot of learning to become a V expert in a given category, right? right. Uh, I have a question: Is that uh, event ever uh, done in the U.S. or is it always in Barcelona? Uh, it has always been in Barcelona. In October of last year, they had the first Mobile World Congress in the Americas. It was held in San Francisco, and um, I believe that it was the first entree into the Americas um, as a bit of a pilot. Right to see whether or not there would be uh, the uh, the success that we have uh, in Barcelona, and I think you know as a as a pilot, I think it went really well and it was successful. Um, I think it has a few years before it's going to be the magnitude of what we see in Barcelona. Uh, I'm sure our VX community is big in Europe, but uh, as far as I didn't know about this event, so I'm sure probably people around there are not aware and. Well, and this is, the, I think, the first year or two that we've actually spent time even talking about it to the 2,000 experts on the podcast that, that, you know, this stuff is going on. The market is maturing. We've got products in there. And so this is just a journey that we do to, to expose all of our experts into this. And then not only that, but the broader, you know, professional, you know, integrators and, and, and pros that are out working solving customer problems, right? So good. So we'll switch gears now and talk a little bit about Mobile World Congress. So, so Honoré, I, I know we have a booth there. We have a presence. Um, and, you know, there are things that we're going to be showing there. So I have a, a pretty nice list of the type of things. Why don't you talk, uh, if you can, about what are the kind of the major topics of things you might ex- experience at the VMware booth this year? Sure. So for anybody who finds himself at Mobile World Congress, you can come by our stand We're going to be in Hall 3. Our booth is K10. And we're going to have a number of different activities, uh, again, where we'll be showcasing our technology. Uh, You'll see demos in the booth on our vCloud for NFE platform, which includes our OpenStack uh, Carrier Edition, uh, which is the really fastest path-to-carry grade production of OpenStack deployments. Um, You'll see uh, demonstrations on how we automate modernize operations with NFE Service Assurance. Uh, transforming networks to cloud native using production rate Kubernetes or PKS, which is what we just recently announced um, with Google. We're going right. to have seamless cloud-to-cloud service mobility and infrastructure hybridity. We're actually working with Vodafone to uh, demonstrate how Vodafone deploys consistent telco services and applications across the data center and the public cloud using our HCX technology or hybrid cloud exchange technology. We'll be extending services that uh, require low latency and high throughput through our mobile edge computing uh, network edge solution and demonstrating that. Um, We'll show how you can deploy NFE um, with a best-in-class global ecosystem. These are all the virtual network function applications that are certified to run on our platform today. Um, We, of course, will be showcasing VeloCloud and the SD-WAN UCPE solution. We'll have IoT demonstrations with VMware Affirm Networks, GlobeTouch, and Nightingale, and we're going to show how a multi-cloud infrastructure can support multiple connected drones displaying video surveillance, follow-me security, and object recognition 
we're actually going to have a large drone in the booth, um, but we're also going to have a drone in San Francisco, and attendees will be able to come up and virtually drive um, and see the drone in San Francisco um, from the booth in uh, Barcelona. That's uh, a, that's pretty impressive. That's a lot. You're going yeah, to be busy. yeah. Um, we, you know, I can touch on a bunch of these. So I, I know we have some time to talk a little bit about all the stuff that's going on there. So. Uh, some of this is a mixture of demos at pods as well as maybe a, a, a theater. Are you guys going to have a theater in the booth with some, some experts come in, coming in and talking, or is it mostly just the kind of pod demo-y stuff? What's the layout of the booth look like? Well, so this year um, we, uh, we changed, we converted the theater to what we call an influencer room. Um, what we mm. experienced last year at the show is the theater is is out in the open in the booth, right? And so you you're distracted by the noise of the show and and people coming and going during a theater presentation. So we redesigned uh, the uh, the format of the booth, right? The uh, the structure of the booth, and we have now what we call a an influencer room. And in the influencer room, we'll be having different working sessions and different. Uh, panel discussions, fireside chats, bringing in uh, leading uh, thought leaders uh, in the industry um, to uh, to present to those folks who want to join us in hearing about what we're going to be showcasing at Mobile World Congress. Um, one sounds of the like sessions- a, it sounds like a genius bar in an Apple store almost, right? Where you come in and you know <laughs> engage in smaller smaller groups that that are a quieter, more kind of friendly place to to engage there. Exactly, exactly. Um, we'll have a session on the fastest path to SD-WAN success, and that's where we're partnering with Dell EMC and Intel. And we'll have key speakers from each of the companies, um, a thought leader from Intel, Dell EMC, and VMware, who are going to talk about how CSPs can increase revenue and deliver advanced services um, across our SD-WAN solution. And what we're doing, what the three companies are doing together to innovate around technology that's only going to further enable CSPs to be successful. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, sounds like you guys are going to be busy uh, with the, with all with all with all of that. Um, I know you do some executive roundtables as well. So I, I don't know how many executives actually listen to this podcast, but I know you guys are kind of there from an executive presence as well to take some of the higher level people through the big strategy and big commitment stuff. So some of those conversations will be happening as well. That's correct. Um, we're you know, our goal really is to be able to have conversations with um, our customers at all levels, right? So at the executive level, we're going to have white glove events. Um, we do have conference rooms in the booth um, where we're going to be meeting um, one-on-one and, you know, two-on-one uh, with our customers um, and with our potential customers. Of course, Shekar will be there as well as many folks from the executive team and so I believe that currently we have over 60 meetings scheduled in the meeting rooms at the booth over the course of the three days. So this is really very exciting for us because we have an opportunity to have these one-on-one conversations with uh, our customers um, at the executive level um, and, and really at all levels. One of the things that we're doing to uh, better serve the uh, folks that are um, involved in the actual development of the technology, uh, in particular onboarding the VNFs or the virtual network functions, is we're going to have a VNF onboarding birds of a feather session. And this is going to be on Tuesday um, uh, from 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. 
We actually did this last year in our booth at Mobile World Congress, and it was quite successful. Um, so we're partnering with Intel, and so we're announcing our second virtual network function onboarding, Birds of, Birds of a Feather session. And this is where it's a technical session that's designed to accelerate NFE adoption through open source tools and a community to remove the roadblocks of onboarding network functions. So the attendees come, they bring their laptops, we provide them with the infrastructure, and we provide them with the oversight, and they have an opportunity to actually do some hands-on coding and, uh, and develop tools that are going to help with the VNF onboarding process uh, and something that all of our CSP customers can take advantage of. That's great. That's great. I'm just uh, looking at, uh, you know, the, the the price of it. It is something that uh, you know you can go to, to uh, 2,199 euros by the looks of it, uh, gets you in and and to the event. So uh, anybody that's listening to this could go if they wanted to. If they were particularly in Europe, you can fly in for a day and participate and go learn learn some certain technology. So that's that's good. Um, Looks like we're going to be doing some kind of live tweeting of the event as well as some maybe some live uh, Facebook videos as well. Um, so there might be a way for people to kind of follow along online as well as we, as we kind of you know, expose what's happening at the event, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow us with, you know, hashtag VMware or hashtag MWC18. Um, we'll be broadcasting on the VMware SocialCast site. Um, and, of course, all of us will be posting and blogging um, on our Twitter accounts and our LinkedIn profiles and all of the other social media that we have access to via VMware's um, social advocacy uh, platform. Yeah. So going back to the live drone thing, thing on the latency, um, the the latency, you know, I think 5G starts starts bringing the latency down. Is this kind of also just you know the latency demo as well, like the fact that you can control something uh, that you know you, you have to control pretty pretty. You have to have a low latency to be able to control a drone, I would think, or you could just fly into a wall. Um, what are we actually showing? What is the what is the major architectural features we're showing? And you don't have to drill down just the high level. Like, what are we trying to show with that? What are the key takeaways? Well, one of the things that we're going to be showcasing is a new performance enhancement in our VCOV for NFE switching capabilities. Um, we've partnered with Intel to add a, an enhanced CPDK capability, which improves uh, the performance of our switch. Uh, current measurements are, you know, 20% better uh, performance over anything else in the marketplace today, plus additional capabilities that are going to help improve improve latency, not only improve latency, but also provide feature and functionality to help better uh, manage that network. Um, so we'll be leveraging that technology to uh, and demonstrating that technology via the drone uh, demo. What we want to oh, you know, what we want to convey is I would say primarily maybe three things. You know, one is we want to show that we have, uh, that VMware's uh, distributed telco cloud um, is from the core to the edge, right? That we have a solution that is a very robust solution in the core of the network, but also extend those capabilities all the way to the edge. Um, the very theme, our theme for Mobile World Congress is um, clouds without limits. And so it was important for us to demonstrate the technology that supports that statement, right? So it's easy to say, it's catchy to say clouds without limits. It's another thing to really be able to deliver the technology to do it. And that's what the drone 
uh, demonstration is designed to um, showcase at, at uh, Mobile World Congress. It will showcase that we have an infrastructure, a vCloud for NFC infrastructure that supports Core to Edge, that we have an edge computing capability, a mobile edge computing capability that allows you to support applications like IoT. It's showcasing an IoT application, right? So if you think about remote devices like drones being on a network um, and being able to control those drones, manage it and do it in a way that guarantees performance, reliability, and security. I think it's a, it's a pretty powerful demo, and, and that's exactly what we wanted to showcase. Nice, nice. And uh, you, you kind of transitioned to the next subject that I had on my list, uh, which is, you know, you talk about uh, Intel and, and Intel, you know, working with us. And uh, I'm not even sure I know what Intel does in the switching space. Um, do they have their switches? I know Cisco does switches and other people do switches. But uh, Intel being a partner, and that, that transitions into kind of like our partner ecosystem. If, if you look at a lot of the business we do, even in our traditional markets, it's you know eighty to ninety percent through the partner ecosystem. So maybe we could transition to kind of the the partners that we're working with. Obviously, we're working with Intel, um, but are there other big partners that we're working with, and and how are we doing with regard to like building up our presence in the mobile market with a, a strong partner ecosystem? Sure. Well, the you know the partner ecosystem in the CSP space is. Um, is, of course, different than the partner ecosystem in the enterprise space. Um, so where we do have an opportunity to work with many of our uh, partners on the enterprise side of the house, um, the emphasis in terms of supporting our customers and our market development really is around the ecosystem that serves the telecommunications market. So first and foremost, you know, working with Intel because, you know, they are the processor inside, right? And Intel works very closely with many of our customers um, to innovate around technology um, that's going to help with the digital transformation of what they're trying to accomplish. So it's great that we're getting to partner with Intel um, and leveraging you know, what we can do with, with Intel in this space. Um, in looking at the partner ecosystem, uh, there is an ecosystem of, I referenced earlier, uh, VNF uh, vendors. Um, VNF is the virtual network function. That is, in fact, the application that is at the core of the services. Right? So if you have a virtual CPE service or an IMF service or a virtual EPC service, that service, that service is a virtual network function that's an application that runs on our platform. And so we're working very closely with those VNF vendors. And I mentioned earlier we're working with a firm. Um, we're going to be showcasing that in the booth, um, as well as some of the other um, VNF vendors that we work with. Um, and, and hopefully we'll attract more of them to the hackathon that we're doing. Of course, Dow EMC is one of our largest ecosystem partners, and we're sharing the booth with Dow. Um, we're also partnering with GlobeTouch um, as part of our demo with Vodafone. Uh, GlobeTouch is a global uh, service provider that actually provides connectivity across multiple different telcos or CSPs. Um, and we're working with them uh, in, as part of the, uh, the demonstration for the drone. Um, so right, you'll right. see, you know, yeah, yes. Um, and we are, you know, we have uh, a, a number of um, other, like, application providers that are going to be part of the demonstrations that we'll be showcasing. Great. I want to jump in just for a minute here to say, George, thanks for coming on the show. I know you've got to go back to your training, so we're going to let you bail. Uh, and, and I just want to say thanks for stopping by, and any oh. other expert that right. wants to do that Thank can do that. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Great. Uh, 
today is my last day here in, in campus, so I was very, very nice to be here with you guys. Thank you for the chance. Yeah, nice seeing you, and uh, we appreciate you listening to the show out there. And I know everybody's out in the globe doing their work, and uh, appreciate it. And give us feedback. And if you are in Palo Alto campus and you want to come by Wednesdays at noon, we're here. Just to t- tweet us, text us, send us mail, and uh, come on by. We can always squeeze you in the room and get you on camera and let you ask some questions. Excellent. Thanks for coming. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, George. All right, Honoré, thanks. So the partner ecosystem, it is a different partner ecosystem for sure. That's, that's, uh, I would say that. So it sounds like we're, we're making some inroads, and, and I appreciate uh, all the hard work you executives are doing to make that happen because I think really to, to, to take us into this market, uh, I think you just need strong partners in this space because I don't know how strong we are at seen as a mobile infrastructure provider. How how well are the, the the industry shifting to starting to look at their IT infrastructure as a key enabler for their success? Are, are, is the industry starting to understand that you know doing software-defined data centers, software-defined networking is is going to be key to their success going forward? I would say yes. Um, I think it. Um I think they view it a little bit differently than what uh, most people, how most people would traditionally view it. Um, so in, first, um, it's many of our IT customers who are influencing uh, their companies to consider VMware as a proven platform for software, software defining the network infrastructure. We also have a number of uh, CSPs um, who are converging their network services and their IT infrastructure and doing that on VMware's platform. Um, so that's where we see the IT and the network operations side of the telcos coming together. Um, one of those customers is Oridu. Uh, they have a project called Unify, and in that Unify project, they've converged to a single software-defined infrastructure on which they're running both their IT services as well as their external uh, services that are market-facing and customer-facing. One of the things that is key to our success on the IT side of the house is the rich OPEX and CAPEX savings that our telco customers have experienced. And many of them come to us and say, can you help me do the same thing on the network side of the house? And so by bringing that expertise that they already have in-house, the VMware expertise for testing, development, design, and support, the understanding of how to use all of the analytical tools um, that are available, all of that transfers over to the network services side, um, which dramatically reduces operating expense. Um, So we are seeing a uh, definite uh, trend toward the convergence of the two infrastructures. And of course, we have over 50 uh, telco customers today comprised of over 100 operating companies globally who are in production on our platform. Um, So I think the crossover from IT to network services is showing some great signs of success for us. Right. I I think back in the early days when we had NSX, um, that was always the the, the challenge we had was 
you know, you have the network administrators and they don't talk to the compute administrators. And so bringing everybody together to understand that, you know, these solutions can play together and that there's crossover and the architectures we used for saving money over in compute can also be applied to storage, can be applied to networking. And then getting the networking people on board and getting partner ecosystems on board, it's one of these kind of journeys that you have to keep, keep working through. But eventually people start to understand the savings for sure. Yes, yes. Well, and then there's, you know, the um, – I, I kind of go back to the business value, right? Um, but, you know, the technology is definitely a driver, but there's a very, very compelling business driver um, for these customers to look at how do they take costs out of the infrastructure, whether that's CapEx or OpEx. And um, many of our customers, like I said, have enjoyed that CapEx and OpEx savings from VMware. The other thing in terms of our platform, you know, it is a proven platform. We've been able to get, with, with, with our telco customers, we've been able to get them into service in less than four months um, for some of their service offerings where in a legacy hardware vertical stack environment, it could take anywhere from 18 to 24 months to get, to service, to get into service. Um, but, right. but you're absolutely right, Eric. It is, um, it's a... It's a transforming marketplace, meaning that the CSPs are transforming from hardware-defined to software-defined. Um, they're transforming in how they're building out their infrastructure and the types of services that they want to offer. And, and a consequence of that is that the ecosystem is transforming as well. So what we're seeing is an emerging ecosystem, um, and we're making every effort and applying a great deal of focus to working with that emerging ecosystem um, with the desire to really support our customers. Well, good. We're coming up to the top of the hour, um, so I appreciate you spending an, an entire hour with us. I know you're a VP, so you must be extremely busy right up into to coming into v Mobile World Congress. Um, you got uh, 2018 is just kicked off for VMware. We run February to February is our, our, our fiscal year now. Um, any 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 you know one-liners on what you're trying to accomplish in 2018? Is it just keep going, doing the same stuff? Got some uh, big uh, takeaways for us to be thinking about for 2018. What are some of your what if you had to pick one or two things to communicate for your 2018 uh, objectives? What would they be? I think 2018 is going to be the year where we cross the chasm from kind of the early market development stages into the market, you know, the, a rapid market adoption stage. And there's a, and, and, and in particular for VMware, right? So we've, we've been doing this for about three years now. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the call, I'm responsible for market development. And what we see, you know, when you start a new initiative is every, it's 100% push. And then over the course of the last three years, coming out of 2017, I started to see the shift between from push to pull. And what I mean by pull is that is we're starting to validate our value in the marketplace to the extent that the customers are coming to us and saying, can you share with me what you're doing for other telcos, what you're successfully doing for other telcos, can you share with me uh, what you're doing so that they can see if there's an opportunity for us to work together. So if I had to say one thing about 2018, I think it's the year that we crossed the chasm of rapid market adoption. And the catalyst for that is 5G, right? So you and Shekhar spoke a lot about 5G on Shekhar's podcast. I think we're going to see a lot about 5G at uh, Mobile World Congress. Um, 5G is basically the next generation of 
um, mobile technology that is going to support the rich applications or the promise of IoT and the rich data and traffic and video intensive applications. And uh, so this is the year. I think 2018 is the year where we get into rapid market adoption and all of us um, will benefit from it uh, both personally and professionally. I, I just got goosebumps because it's, it, it, it is just super exciting to hear that. And, you know, we, we, we were a, a virtualization company and everybody uh, predicted our demise as Microsoft did a Hyper-V. We were just a hypervisor company and then we went up the stack and the management and people said, oh, we couldn't do management. But we did management. We did it really well. And pretty soon we were controlling, you know, the data center from a management perspective. And, and then they predicted demise, of, demise when, the uh, you know, the data saturation started, data center saturation started to happen. Uh, then we, we bought, uh, we got into networking, we got into storage virtualization, and these these markets have matured. And you know now we're talking cloud, we're talking edge computing, we're talking you know mobile computing, and VMware has that infrastructure that's providing these huge values, and that just leaves all of the experts and all the community a, a giant opportunity to 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 expand what they offer customers. And, Therefore, how to charge customers more dollars to, to capitalize on that value. So, Honore, thanks for uh, doing all that work that you do and, and giving me goosebumps when you, when you tell me about your 28 thoughts and, 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 and excitement. So that's, that's super nice. Thank you, Eric. And you know what I say to new employees who are joining VMware, uh, to your point about getting goosebumps and all the great accomplishments that VMware has achieved. Um, we have the good fortune of working with some of the most brilliant people in the industry. And uh, so, you know, everything that we do, we're doing shoulder to shoulder with some incredibly intelligent people. And that's really, you know, an honor for me in particular um, to work with such great people and a great team and have the opportunity to interact with folks like yourself. Yeah, same, same here. It's a, it is all about the, the great people and, and what they're accomplishing. We, we get to come along for the ride. So cool. Honore, uh, I didn't, I'm not going to do your last name, Labourette. Um, if that's it, Honoré, Vice President of NFT, thanks for coming on the show. This has been a delight. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. We're going to hit the big uh, red, 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 red end button now. We will be back on the show next week. I don't know who our guest is, but I know we have somebody lined up. Um, so thanks for joining us live if you're in the chat. And uh, thanks online for everybody saying hi and uh, watching us. Uh, we'll get John White back in the studio next week. I'm certain of it, and uh, in, in the meantime, have a great week, and watch for that color of the Bay Report. <laughs>